What it do, what it do, what it do. You are listening to your number one crew. This is Over the Ropes Wrestling Podcast. This is your boy JD, aka Mike Drop. And I'm Jay, aka Mr. Rant. Hey, yo, this is Trey, aka Treyway. And once again, this is Over the Ropes Wrestling Podcast. Do you know what this week is? Do you know what this week is? Fastlane week. Fast yes, lane but week. this is Stone Cold Steve Austin oh, too, Appreciation yes. Week, man. 316. You know, this is biblical right you now. You saw LeBron man. rolled into the arena with the LeBron 316 shirt. Oh, right? <laughs> Ugh, nasty. We should this, get some OTR 316 shirts. Amen. <laughs> uh, something. This is biblical. You know what I'm saying? So, well, you know, you got to give a shout out to Stone Cold, too, because, you know, he for the people. Hey, that's right. He ain't with that bullshit. A hell of a fucking trailblazer, if yeah, you ask you me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we... So, we shouting out to, to Stone Cold, or we shouting out to uh, Ringmaster? Which one? <laughs> or Stunning <laughs> Steve. <laughs> or Stunning Steve. <laughs> all of them. All of them, but... You hey, know. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? If we gonna do it, we gotta do it right. You know you what I'm saying? Do, the Hollywood Blonde days. Hey, hey now. Hey. R.I.P. Brian Pillman. You know, side note, I'm so happy when he dropped the Ringmaster. I'm so happy when he dropped the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but good old Steve, man. I don't think uh, WWE would be where it's at if it wasn't for him. Hell no, it wouldn't be nowhere near where it's at. I mean, don't get me wrong. They'd still be successful, but Stone Cold elevated so much shit for... When he turned it on, yeah, and him with The Rock and then DX and all that, but he was like the main thing. But you got to think, like, that was a game changer. When he won King of the Ring, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that... That was the game changer. That's but when he switched it. That's when, see, that's when you say it was a game changer. But to me, the game changer was when Stone Cold and his feud with Vince. Oh, of course. That's yeah. what carried. That's what carried the WWE. Yeah. Him and Vince. I mean, come on now. Who, who? Everybody wanted to see Stone Cold beat up his boss. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, just a regular day. You you picture at some point beating your boss's ass you know talking what I'm about hitting him in the head with the uh bed pan. Bed bed, pan. I, that was the i think that you know that's still one of the most classic <laughs> reels that you'll see <laughs> to this day is just Vince McMahon lying in the damn hospital it's bed. It's a bong. And, and oh then, fun fact about that king of the ring wasn't that the one wasn't uh triple h supposed to win that one i think so i think so he was supposed to win that when one he was hunting hearst helmsley but yeah, remember yeah. He, they did the uh curtain call yep. yeah and then stone cold won it yeah and then wrestling was never the same so since it's stone cold uh appreciation what's your besides the ones that we named so make y'all think out the box okay so what's your favorite stone cold moment and you can't use any of the ones that we just named uh it would be the one where he um actually i have two okay so i'm gonna go with my first one then i'll let y'all say y'all's and then i'll go with my second one so my first one is when he came in on the jambroni you know okay. the ice, yeah. the ice hockey thing, um, and he ran against the damn ring and came in there freaking. That was when the, that's when they was unveiling the Rock's new belt, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he started spraying and it with took, the beer. Nah, that was oh no, that was the beer truck. truck. That wasn't the beer. They had, they had messed his truck up. Yeah, yeah. And so he came in there with the jambroni, and he rode it to the ring, jumped out of that junk, came into the ring, and beat everybody. everybody. That was when he got arrested. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's one of my favorite moments. What's yours, Trey? Trey what? <laughs> Anything where he was hunting somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> when he was hunting the NWO, when he when he kidnapped Scott Hall, that was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. And when he was catching DX and all them booby traps. Yes. <laughs> when he was hunt when he was hunting NWO, this dude was 
I mean, I think that's the most stunners I've ever seen. He had to have been tired, dude. Yeah. He stunned like everybody. Facts. Uh, what during the invasion? Oh he, yeah. Oh my God. He this motherfucker. Everybody. He had he had Hogan and Nash hiding in the office, scared yeah. to go out, and he just had. And I ain't gonna. It, it kind of got kind of sinister when he had uh Scott Hall in that room. Yeah. Because he was just looking at him drinking and just looking at him. For me, that shit was hilarious. For me, it's hard because it's you know the beer truck was. Was one of the most iconic things ever. I mean, come on, drive a bear truck in and spraying everybody down with Vince beer. got the swimming. He yeah. was swimming in it. <laughs> was swimming. Him, him and Shane, like every time they stood up, boom, he falling down. But when you remember when him and The Rock was feuding, yeah, and he threw The Rock's title over the bridge. Mm-hmm. I knew you was gonna say that. He, I mean, come on, now. like yeah. that's just. He was like, take and, it to hell with and you. Then, and then when he came to the bridge, when The Rock uh-huh. had him, and then The Rock tossed his ass in the bridge. Exactly. Like. Ain't nobody think about that. Like it's just it's crazy. So my second one, definitely, I have to be when he beat Booger T. Ass. I was oh, just Aaron about Roche to say Clark, that. Yes. That probably was one of the funniest <laughs> segments, man. What do you say? Clean up on aisle three. <laughs> got a jackass, jackass on aisle three. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man. You can't beat that. Like that's that's coming together with pure comedy, but as well as. The satisfaction of Stone Cold whooping somebody's ass. I like when he first went to the what. Oh, yeah. After a while, though, it, it, got, it, got, it got annoying it. and got obnoxious. <laughs> but when he first did it, it was kind of like when uh, Farouk started doing the damn yeah. to everything. You know, at first he was like, oh, okay, here it comes, damn. And then yeah. now you're like, all right, but we know it's coming. Just the impact that it had on the crowd when he exactly. was saying what. And every time he says something, his, the crowd chant that. His impact was just crazy because you already knew that once his music hit, yeah, somebody was getting the ass whooped. Did y'all like his music change? No, I didn't like the music. His music was so iconic. Yeah, it was like when it changed. He changed it around the invasion, didn't he? Around the invasion time. But he went back to the original though. Yeah, yeah. He changed it and then he went back to the original. Um. Got a special oh, oh, guest got a special in the house. Guest in the house. Okay. Which, Hold on. Oh, you got Let me do yeah. the right. You got introduce the proper introduction. So, so right now, what we have here is our production and our social media coordinator, our promotional advisor. <laughs> we have the man behind the scenes. When you go on the IG and you see the reels and you see the videos and you see some exclusive, you are seeing the man behind the plan. Promo extraordinaire, Mr. Wilkinson. Wilkerson, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wilkerson. <laughs> no, I wanted to jump in here real quick because you were talking about favorite Stone Cold moments. Mm-hmm. Trey knows this. I've watched it a million times. My favorite Stone Cold moment is when he, the day after uh, Survivor Series 2001, when he came down to the ring, when Ric Flair was about, to, uh, Ric Flair came down to the ring, and Vince McMahon was about to give. Kurt Angle the championship. Oh. The consortium. The consortium. <laughs> the consortium is me. Now you and I. Yeah, that whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, that, that was epic, man. Like, I was just gonna get to a point where I was gonna say, who do y'all feel? Of course, everybody thinks that you know Vince McMahon was um, Stone Cold Steve Austin's greatest rival. rival. Greatest rival. Yeah. You know, and it's true. It's facts. I mean, you can't have a greater rival than the boss. But as far as wrestlers, the rock. Who do you, 
you feel like The Rock is his greatest? I don't rival? know. Can, I don't know if I can say The Rock because they had that trilogy. They had the WrestleMania trilogy. Okay, they did. Um, then they they fought for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, when The Rock first went corporate, when he won the title. So, The Rock. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the, his best, but he's The Rock is my favorite of his I, rivals. I, I would consider it being one of the best rivals that Stone Cold has actually had. And honestly, if I had to pick another one, and just thinking about their back and forth between, like it, it didn't get to where they were. Um, Retired to where they start showing each other love like that. There yeah. was one moment that they were on the same page, you know, when they were part of the uh, I, I want to it, it's not the authority, but they were a part of the corporation. It Ooh. was at one point for a short stint that the Rock and Stone Cold were on the same page. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, but that was like Stone Cold's way of getting into you know, yeah. getting into it to blow it up, but it wasn't until they got. They were retired and everything. That and I always loved when friends. they uh, when they teamed uh, together, like when they fought against the NWO. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the tag teams were the best. They 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 teamed a few times together, and that was that was one of my favorites. Oh yeah, and I re- I still remember before um, Royal Rumble, it was Stone Cold, The Rock, and The Undertaker versus Kane, Triple H. No, Triple H was a special guest referee. It was Kane, um, Kurt Angle. And then it was one more person. Shit, 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 shit. I'm not Dang, sure. I forget, I'm but sure. it was it was at least six of them that, and they were all, um, you know how they do the triple threat match before mm-hmm. Royal Rumble and Triple H is the special guest referee because yeah. he's fighting Kurt Angle for the championship, and then whoever the winner is, like, so you talk about Stone Cold ain't really care because at the end of it, he stunned everybody. I you just, know, I just always like him because. I mean, you just got to think about all the stuff that he did, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, the, I, I think that The Rock probably is his greatest wrestling rivalry, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But without The Rock, I mean, think about it. The Rock sold the hell out of Stunner. Nobody sold the mm-hmm. Stunner like The Rock did, you know what I'm saying? Not at all. So you got to give props where props is I think I think second was Shane. Uh, Shane was pretty good. Yeah. And then Undertaker. You see, and then you saw everybody else started getting on board. Kurt Angle tried it a couple of times. I was going to say, I would give Kurt Angle a strong... Three. Second, well, I'll give him second. Third, third. I, I say if Triple you, H was his second. You think so? Yeah, I honestly feel like. Honestly, for me, you have to throw Vince as either no, number no, no. One Vince or number, is top tier. But the only reason why I say that is because you know there Vince was a time wrestling. where Vince was wrestling. Yeah, he was. You know what I'm saying? So you you got to throw when you say wrestling, you got to throw Vince in there. So he has to be either number one or number two. Yeah. So I mean, I would I would give Rock number one, Vince number two, and then from there on out. Right. Um, but it's. Cause you think about it, when Vince and Stone Cold got on the same page, his rival was Kurt Angle, and mm-hmm. Kurt Angle flipped the script. Instead of doing the beer truck, he did the milk truck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that made for such a like a historical change of events. I didn't really care for the milk truck though. You ain't no, because I, the milk truck was like a cheap knockoff from the beer <laughs> truck. Like, but it was, it was. I mean, it was, it was like a funny because he's, funny he's so though. he's so wholesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so, like, He's well, he's the Olympic, he's the Olympic champion, <laughs> so I get why the, I the get three why eyes. the milk. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. You know me. I don't like when they repeat stuff. And then you remember yeah. Kurt Angle's playing the guitar. He got all the little, uh, the little, little cowboy yeah. hat and stuff. And he's trying to get Stone Cold to come back. I mean, you know, at stuff. one point you had Stone Cold. He had his wife there with her. Yeah. With him, you know, when she was being his manager and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the crazy thing about Stone Cold is he had 
amazing comedic timing without even sounding like he was trying to be funny it really just sounded like he was trying it just sounded like he was just in the ring just talking shit yeah pretty much <laughs> and it was just happened to be funny yeah but if you watch like his shows that he has on tv mm-hmm. he does the same thing you could tell that it's just natural because mm-hmm. like um what's that what's that show that he had that bull ring show or whatever yeah. it was yeah. and um, when he hosted Tough Enough, and so it was just natural. Like he just come with it. It's like, yeah, he's an and asshole, but he's a him. funny asshole. Yeah. You know what and I'm it's saying? naturally him. Do y'all watch exactly. his um, show uh, on USA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of episodes. I yeah. watch clips from yeah. time to time. I, the the past couple of shows that I have watched, especially the one with um, Charlotte Flair, um, it was it was good. You know, he take them outside their comfort zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And then the questions that he dropping in the midst of them having fun. Is real. He don't shy away from it. No, he and, and that's something that you really got to appreciate. But even on this podcast, though, yeah. I mean, he his he, podcast he asks you some real shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like he, you know, he. I never forget when he had Vince on there. Oh yeah, like, he, he had Vince oh, yeah. with the hush mouth. What? Because he was asking him all the questions that we wanted answers to. Yeah. So, I mean, we were asking about the Bret Hart and the the, the Montreal screw job and yeah. stuff like. I mean, like yeah. When him and Stone Cold and Stone Cold got mad and left for real, we left for yeah. real. Yup. Mm-hmm. And Stone Cold was telling him, like, you know, I ain't got no feelings, no hard feelings or whatever. But at that time, that is just at the end of the day, you know what I mean? They're there to do a job, and you got to yeah. get paid for the job that you do. So. And when he left, wasn't that right before invasion? Yeah. 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 So, but I love the storyline because when he came back, you got to think about it. He played so pissed off and he played so mad that he switched sides and went to the other, you know what I mean, to the WCW or ECW uh-huh. side. Only only to go back and flip on them at the end of it. You know what I'm saying? He was on WCW side and then flipped on them. And, you know, he was pretty much saying that he's neutral. Um, and then, yeah, I think because... We cause we all around the same age. Yeah. So when uh he was on WCW's side at on for invasion or whatever, I had honestly forgotten that he wrestled for WCW. Right. <laughs> and I was like, cause it was so far back, and I was just like, dang, he really did wrestle with WCW. Really but I had did. forgot about that. Yeah. And I forgot that he was doing promos on ECW. Paul Heyman when he, uh when Eric Bischoff fired him, Paul Heyman called him and said, Hey man. He was like, I don't, I don't even need you to wrestle. I just want you to come and cut some promos. Yeah. So he was cutting promos, and he had hair back then too. Yeah. So can we say like, is he? Do y'all consider him like the king of promos? Oh, he got quiet oh, right there. Put man. a little thought that, in that box that's because hard, the Rock is up there too. That's but hard. That's but hard to say. They man. do it differently. But I say, I would say the Rock is the king of the mic. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold got him on promos. I think CM Punk's up there when it comes to promos. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. There, there's so many. I mean, we talking I, about Stone Cold. Jay not gonna like this, but I think Jericho's up there. Oh, God, <laughs> okay. I mean, I put John Cena up there in the top. So, of John promos. Cena. But then, okay. So this is why I say this, right? So you never know what you're gonna the get Miz. with Stone Cold. One Stone, thing. Yeah, one thing about he was unpredictable. One thing about Stone Cold is they ain't give him no script with no promo. Mm-hmm. It was just you got the mic, you speak. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, there was never a time where Stone Cold got on the mic and I was like, ugh. Right. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, whenever he's talking, it's always entertaining. Yeah. It was 
kind of repetitive a little bit. Sometimes. Sometimes. But, I mean, I, I think you get that with everybody because you already yeah. knew The Rock was going to do his old little stint yeah. and then he was going to get into... Everyone has something everybody, specific yeah, they're, they're that they always specific. say. I guess they, they, they have their mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, their ending, their beginning. Now, like, when, you say the, when you say the king of promos, I don't think we can just narrow it down to one person. No, we can't. I mean, I think you have to, you know, you have to have a top five or top ten. Would I put them in the top five? Uh, for me, I think Stone Cold would be like a solid number six. You think? There's just too many people, in my opinion, that are because right in front of Because there's okay. people we not even thinking about. So let me narrow about. it down. Hogan, Macho. Hold on. That, let me narrow it said. down. Flair. Attitude error. Okay. It's him in the rock. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, because Kurt Angle cut some good promos during the Attitude Era, too. I keep forgetting that Kurt Angle was in the damn Attitude Era. Undertaker had some pretty decent promos. I mean, he... It wasn't on on that level, level, But, I mean, he had some some really good moments. Undertaker had some good promos promos when he was American Badass. Yeah, Rufus Aggression Undertaker had better promos than Attitude Era Undertaker. Yeah. Um, All right, so now I get to this next question. If Stone Cold didn't have so much intense... Injuries, broken neck, uh, knee surgeries, and everything. Do you think he would have had a longer career than the Undertaker? Yeah. Oh, no. by far. Well, I don't know. Been longer no, than Undertaker. Say, I don't know about but longer he wouldn't than wrestle. He wouldn't have retired in 03. Yeah. Okay. So because he never recovered fully from that neck injury. Right. So this is this is my philosophy on that. So when I look at how they wrestle and everything, yeah, I feel like the Undertaker took more. He, he I mean, Undertaker definitely lens. took more bumps, right? But that's just because Undertaker was for his size. Yeah, he was doing more. You know. So what do I'm you saying? think he would be wrestling now if it wasn't for that that neck surgery? I don't know because it wasn't just a neck surgery. I mean, Undertaker had the bad. I mean, no, no, no. Stone, Stone Cold, Cold had yeah. the bad knees. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, he had a bad. He had, I think he had a bad back too. Yeah, he had the back issues. He had a whole bunch of stuff that was going on. You know, so I think that he would be doing like. Kind of like what Triple H does, where yeah. he'll just come back for special events. Um, I think they probably would have done. He definitely would have had a feud with Brock by I this th- point. I think that Stone Cold would have made it to probably about like 2010 ish. Okay. So. And then after 2010 ish, I kind of see, I kind of see him scaling back, and if he wanted to, maybe doing like the like how. Um, you know, people were doing like the GMs at the time, right, and other things like that. And then, like he was saying, with Triple H, you know, just showing up, do having you, a few matches. If, like, do you think that um, the Undertaker would have had it, uh, his sights on Stone Cold as far as his like retirement match if he was still wrestling? Oh, would that have been a good retirement? I don't. I mean, that would have been that would have been know, an icon versus icon wrestling. type of. I think if Stone Cold was match. still wrestling and it was going to his retirement match, it would have been against The Rock off off gate. Instead of The Rock and John Cena, we would have got The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That'd have yeah. been dope. I could have saw that because I because even though they had that WrestleMania trilogy. WrestleMania 19 wasn't really hitting yeah, for me like that. Yeah, and it kind of wasn't really settled once they were done. You know what I mean? Because like the, the Rock, Rock finally won. Yeah, the way that the Rock <laughs> yeah. left and you know started going into movies and stuff like that, it kind of left a lot of stuff that was kind of like unfinished. You know what I mean? But Speaking of movies, does this are y'all shocked that Stone Cold didn't do more in acting? Like he wasn't better? No, because. Um, Stone Cold, I kind of like. Don't get me wrong, I still like the Condemned. 
<laughs> I, I mean, the Condemned was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, when he in Longest Yard? No, that wasn't. Him. No, he was in. He was in Condemned. Yeah, he wasn't. He was in Longest Yard. Yeah, he was in Longest Yard. He okay. was Never playing he the got, fullback. He got his neck broke. Yeah, he got. His, oh, I yeah, think yeah, he yeah. broke his freaking neck. <laughs> um, he was in a. What was that other movie where he was uh teaching the the kid how to be a boxer? It was. It was like a. It was like another lower production. Yeah. But he was uh he was like a janitor teaching a kid to be a boxer that went to box. Mm. Right. Um I think the Kadem was besides like longest Kadem was like his starting Big, role. That was his biggest one. Like yeah. the biggest one. But I think that the I think that Stone Cold's had a better career in T V shows. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's been his niche. He's had what, like three or four now? Yeah. Uh, probably actually five if you include like Tough Enough and stuff like yeah. that with WWE. His so, podcast is really good because yeah. he's a he does what he does best. Talks and tells stories. Yeah. He knows everybody, so he can get anybody on his show. Yeah. yeah. So my next question. Not taking anything away from Undertaker, because we definitely celebrated him. Mm-hmm. If Stone Cold was in the same position as the Undertaker or still around as long as the Undertaker was, do you think the end of the era match would be different? Wasn't the end of the era with was, Undertaker and Triple H? Yeah. 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 Cuz he fought Shawn Michaels twice, then he fought Triple H. Yeah. Twice. 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 Yeah. Do you think it would have been a different scenario with end of the era? It, it would have had to have been, but, I mean, I just don't know how they would have spun it with the three of them still wrestling. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Do you like, think, like, cause it remember, would have been more of a matchup of, with Stone Cold and Triple H as opposed to Triple yeah. H? Because I get, like, Shawn Michaels and Triple Shawn Michaels and Undertaker had a long history. Yeah. yeah. Very long history. And that's when he history. was obsessed with the uh, championship at first. Yeah. He was then, obsessed with the championship. And then the Undertaker. Obsessed. Well, the first one was when Undertaker eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. Yep. And then he challenged Undertaker at WrestleMania. Then he lost. Mm-hmm. So For what he streak. do the next, the next year was when Shawn Michaels um, eliminated the Undertaker, but the Undertaker still wouldn't fight him unless he put his career on the line. Yeah, I mean, I love the storyline. You know, the first match was by far one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think that if you still had the Undertaker, Triple H, and Stone Cold around that time, to me, it would have made more sense Triple H versus Stone Cold mm-hmm. than the Undertaker versus Stone Cold. Yeah. Um, and then that would have left Undertaker. Well, who's he gonna fight? You yeah, know what I mean? Stone Cold right. and The Rock. I said The Rock. Stone Cold and Triple H had an intense yeah. <laughs> rivalry. They yeah. did. Even when they became partners, it tag team partners <laughs> when Triple H blew his quad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Which know. really upset me because I wanted to see where they were gonna take that storyline. Because they pretty much know, just though, beefed. All they did was beef with the Hardys and the Brothers of Destruction. I I get what you're saying, but I'll, that quad injury to me was like one of the best things that could happen to Triple H. Because, because when he came, came back, back. When he came back, it <laughs> yeah, was freaking man. epic for one, and then I, yeah, he, and then his career just like, you know what I mean? I and uh, he was kind of also distancing himself from that corporate because mm-hmm. uh, he was all corporate, wasn't he? Before mm-hmm. he got injured, right? And then well, that's when he came back. The he, McMahon Helmsley the, faction, yeah, exactly. He divorced Stephanie and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff. I, it, it helped. It worked yeah. for him. And that's when way he better reinvented the game. Yeah, yeah. pretty much mm-hmm. changed his music. Yep. Yeah, I, it was to me that was way better. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Stone Cold man. Shout out to you. <laughs> for real, man. For nah, real. Man, you got to give props for props, dude. You got to give Stone Cold his segment. Yeah. 
He deserves Facts. a segment. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I got another one. I, uh, I, see, go. I got some questions for y'all. So you know how, you know, NBA, NFL, when when somebody retires, right? They and retire their number. They retire their number for that team. Usually, it's like you can't wear that number for that team. But sometimes they retire the number in general. Like mm-hmm. nobody could wear it. You see, nobody could wear twenty three for the Bulls. Um, I already know where you're going with nobody this. Nobody could wear thirty two. Nobody should be doing a Stone Cold Stunner. Thank I, you. I already know. I love Kevin Thank Owens, I, I but I hate the fact that he does that. I, I honest, don't get me wrong. There's different reinventions of the Stunner. Like, uh, what's I mean, you her got name? the DD, you got the, the the diamond cutter, the diamond cutter, you, you got, got the RKO. RKO, you got what's her name, um, from NXT that does, um, uh, what's the black girl name that just Ember Moon, Ember Moon, she does the eclipse, yeah, which yeah. is a reinvention of the stunner, just off the top. Ropes. It, it yeah. doesn't so, matter what it doesn't matter what type of move it, and you don't then I, I don't want to take anything away from like Randy Orton. Or Diamond Dallas Page or anything like that, but it, at the end of the day, when you think of that move, you automatically think of the Stone Cold Stunner. You do, you know what I mean? Anytime you think of the RK, you see the RKO. I get visions of Stone Cold hitting the Stunner. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just it's it's what comes with nature. KO doing the Stone Cold Stunner, I just I can't get with it. No, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like because one, it's non-effective. It's not like he's stunning people and he's winning matches with it. You Nobody know what I'm is selling it the way that they sold it with Stone Cold. But they don't. These new generations don't sell anyway. Well, so. but I know that if the new generation get a Stone Cold stunner from Stone Cold, they're gonna sell the hell out of that. I mean, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Because they got their face in Stone Cold. Yeah, so that's just out of, that's just but, out of respect though. And I see, and I see, like when Kevin Owens does it, it. <laughs> Like you said, it's not effective. It's like not he, effective. He don't grab the head. He botches it a lot. He he really needs to go back to the pop up power bomb. That was his thing. That's his he, signature. He, he did use it a while no, back he ago. Did. Yeah, he yeah, he used, used it against the, Roman. Yeah, he used the pop up. But then he had an episode on SmackDown where everybody that came he came into the ring and stunned everybody. Yeah. So yeah. he literally had his Stone Cold moment, and I was just like, you comparing. And I hate I hate to do that with these new generation superstars to compare and contrast. But when you're mo- using a move that belongs to a long living legend, like you got to do that either better or you got to scrap it. I mean, I as did, you see, Seth Rollins had to scrap the pedigree. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't I didn't mind him doing the pedigree. I didn't mind him doing the pedigree because he was putting with people. The story. He was right. and also too like when he was doing the pedigree. He was pinning people with it. He was. You know like, I mean? if Stone Cold was mentoring Kevin Owens on TV, I would be more okay with him using the stunner. Yeah. yeah. Like, the way Triple H was mentoring Seth. Yeah. So, he gave him the pedigree. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like corporate. that. I like that kind of stuff. The corporate. Uh, the authority pedigree. The, yeah, the but authority. if Seth Rollins had just came out the gate just hitting people with a pedigree, I'd be looking like, what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, like I know it. a lot of them kind of try to adapt and try to take on to pay homage to the, you know, I'm going to say homage. Homage to the, <laughs> you know, the people that... That came before us and stuff like that and paved the way. Like Sasha does the but, frog splash. But I like the frog but splash for Sasha. She always makes dedication. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she does. Ed, uh, exactly. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Matter of fact, she has the three amigos too. She be decking. But Eddie's she idolizes. But see, Sasha, from the, the get go, Sasha has come into the game and everybody knows that Eddie Girl was her idol. Yep. Yeah. And they all know that. And they know the respect that she has for Eddie Girl. And they understand that whenever she does these moves, she's doing it for Eddie Girl. When she where, won her first title, she had the Eddie Guerrero yeah. attire. Exactly. Yeah. 
Whereas, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that KO isn't showing respect or anything like that, because I'm sh- I know he is. Mm-hmm. It's just that it it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Like when I watch it, I don't get that same feeling as I get when Sasha is about to hit the frog splash. Right. And you've seen that anybody else that has done the frog splash, they pretty much scrapped it. Yeah. You know, no, there's only like a handful of people that do it. That like, still do the frog you, splash. You got um with the street profits, Montez Ford, he does it, and his is like. Yeah. Wow, because he get up there, you yeah, know what God, I'm saying? The lift. But he comes <laughs> from underneath. He don't do the the regular frog splash. Like mm-hmm. he he spreads out. So you know, just like that, it's different variations. It's different variations of the spear. Like Edge is more grounded. Roman flies through the air when he does a spear. Hey man, listen, when he did that damn spear on the Big Show coming down that ramp. I had a newfound respect for him. I was, yeah. I was from there on out. I was like, yo, because he took off ten feet away. Yeah, I was like, yo, <laughs> like he really flew. <laughs> this, this dude right here. Woo. And, and then even, you know, people had a problem with Roman Reigns, but I don't care, man. Like, I was a even fan when of Roman. he caught Shane when Shane tried to do the yeah. coast to coast, and he caught him with that spear. It was just like, all right, yep. yeah, you can. You that belongs to you now. Like even even like people would compare. How Goldberg did his. Goldberg ran through, like, kind of ran through you like he was football mm-hmm. tackling. Uh, Roman that's how, that's how, that's did how, a Superman uh, type. That's how spear. Lashley does his spears. Yeah. Like, but he, he runs through flip. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, Lashley, like. I don't like that he ends it with the spear. I mean, Some I, I do like the, uh, the, the what's it? Lashley the, lock. The, the Lashley or the hurt lock or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like that he kind of made that his new finisher. Right. Because his spear is so awkward. Because it, it, the well, the lock it goes with him. Yeah, like the, it just fits him. Power it fits yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it looks like that's him. something that he should be doing. The right. spear doesn't look natural when he does it. You know what I'm saying? Ko is just too fat to do a stunner. I'm sorry. I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> you know, when he did a pop up power power bomb, it fit with the the pot belly. The disres- pop up the, pot belly. The disrespect that was no. just shown. <laughs> well, that pop up power bomb is suited Kevin Owens. Yeah. Like when, like when they was in NXT and he did it to uh, Sami Zayn and took him out for months because yeah. he did on the edge of the like it's it's, it's oh, a more did, vicious yeah, he move. Yeah, did on the side of the ring. But yeah, what made the pop up power bomb so great was when he pinned John Cena with it. It is to me that kind of solidified that move because you pinned John Cena and took the championship from him mm-hmm. with that. He should have never. He should from there on out the pop up power bomb should have been. His finisher. That's it. Done so, and over with. And then it goes into like pay like you said, pay pay homage. Um when R Truth started doing uh the um attitude adjustment. He said oh, yeah. my uh, idol for John yeah, Cena. Yeah. You know, they you don't see anybody doing the rock bottom. You see him do the Uranagi. It's different. Right. Yeah, but they normally do that at the top rope though. Like the you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, they usually catch them, throw them down. The, the, because there's no move that you can kind of twist and and say, oh, this is the new version like with, of the like rock pop. Yeah. Like when Booger T did the bookend. Yeah. Like, this, it was this, like, well, bro. There's nothing the, uh, Dean Ambrose, his uh, his move, that was that was Mankind's. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that double yeah. arm DDT. Yeah, the yeah. Dirty DDT. Deeds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, the, that's the same move that but, Mankind was doing. But you remember, it was kind of, they had a moment to where it was like Mankind gave him that because he, mm-hmm. he he pretty much sold his image like he sold Dean Ambrose he backed him up so it was like you kind of get those where the old school is like I give you the permission 
without actually having to save. So since we're talking about, since we kind of moved on to the topic of finishers, right? Yeah. What do you think is the most unrealistic finisher? Like, basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, when you see it done, you're just like, wow, how did they even knock this person out to get a three count? Because <laughs> I got mine in my head, right? So think about all the finishers. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> People's elbow. Okay. <laughs> that's definitely one of them. It's really that's, just an elbow. That's definitely one of them. People's elbow. Like, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like when I see the people's elbow. It's great move. It's yeah. great for show. Yeah. Great Jamar for the just said the Hulk Hogan leg drop. The Hulk Hogan leg drop is another. But I can see the Hulk Hogan leg drop being more effective than the people's elbow. Because technically, he can like crush their windpipe. Exactly. I can see that. Santina Morella. Oh, the, oh, the uh, Cobra. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the cobra. Mine for me is I have to say it's the rear view from Naomi. That that move has. Zero to little effect whatsoever. That was on what I, I think. Did you watch that? It was I on wa- YouTube. Yes, it was on YouTube. The most it's, ineffective finishers. Yeah, it was in the top ten, uh, and she was number one in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she just smacking you with, with her ass. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, and it's kind of like, okay, well, what? So what? you just flipped the stink face. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But Rikishi, that was his signature. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the stink face wasn't a finisher. No. It, I mean, it was, it was no, no. A, the stink face was, was a signature. It was just That's a move. It was just for a the, crowd. Like, it was just a, a crowd pleaser. It was a yeah. crowd pleaser. It was a crowd yeah. pleaser. And it was to prepare for the buns eye drop. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know, man. Like the like Santino Morello, the Cobra was entertaining. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can't believe they said Umaga's. Yeah, the spike. spike. Was ineffective. I thought that that was a good spike. He sold it very well. Well, he didn't sell it. The the well athlete. No, but even you know, uh, with him yelling and doing his. Who did he hit with it when he first appeared and they started bleeding from the mouth? Oh yeah. I mean, that's what sold the spike. You know, from there on out, the spike was deadly. Yeah, because you think all the way back to Ming and in the claw, or even mankind when he used to grab him by underneath the throat, like. Oh, I know who else was on that list too. It was a uh, John Cena in the uh, five knuckle shuffle. No, not the five knuckle shuffle. It was that that move that he learned in Japan when he first came back. I oh, can't remember the name the, of it. The, the, the Shiri or yeah, something like that. The Shinkwondo. Yeah, looking like he's doing. Like that. Looking like he been practicing his Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's called like the Seven Fist. Of, the Seven. The se- yes, yeah, something. Seven Fist of, of Fury or something like that. But yeah, yeah, that was that was one. That too. was hyped up, and it was a it was a letdown when he when he finally released that move. Definitely was. Definitely was. Um. But yeah, man, like I just feel that certain moves do not need to be used by the the new ones. Like, come on, yeah. That goes to a point where I don't blame the superstar, I blame um the well, back the the, yeah. the management. Well the creator. You know, there, there's some there's certain moves that they, they tell them and they say like, you know, we wanna see what this move what this move look like and the the most famous one that comes to mind was when they gassed up Brock Lesnar for that daggone uh, moonsault and yeah. landed on his damn head. Where he about killed himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they gassed like, that they gassed that man up and told him, "Come on, you can do like, it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. You can do it." If Kurt Angle could doggone do a <laughs> a, a, a backflip off a steel cage, you could do a shooting star press. But uh, let's go ahead. Let's move on, Trey. What you got? I know you got some topics for us. Well, the main thing is. Uh, the last pay-per-view on the network is this Sunday. Yeah. Fast Lane. Hey, speaking of that too, man, if if you haven't canceled your subscription, you better cancel it before you get charged again. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think because I was reading up on it. They're, and they're going to charge you. Can, I think it's going to transfer over. So you'll still be getting charged. But it'll just be going through coming out of, as Peacock instead of uh, the network. But we can do your own research on that. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, watch, I watch a couple of things that said that you could be charged double for it if you don't cancel it. So. Yeah, that ain't me. But... Just wanted to just run through a few things. Oh, since we're um, congratulating people, shout out to the new day. They became eleven time 11 tag time. team champs. Yes, Trey. Uh, you, had, you had asked me what does that stand for? Big E is he? Yeah, because um, I was like, it doesn't count for Big E because he's yeah. no longer part of the new day. I know oh. that sucks. So when they do come <laughs> back on the same show, which pretty much is gonna happen. Is he gonna be? He's always gonna be one behind. No, because <laughs> I, you know it's crazy. But I feel like we're we're getting to the end of an era, and I'm I'm not seeing a new day together for too much longer. I said that. So I said that. It's I, gonna be interesting to see. I don't know if the new day is gonna stay together throughout their contract, and then they might split up before the contract ends or whatever. Because I think both of them don't have that much longer left on their contracts. I know it's Xavier and, and, Kofi. and Kofi. I know Kofi's coming up. I think he got like what two years yeah. left on the Kofi's the oldest also? one, so it, he'll be the too. first to retire probably within the next few years. But I, I think they're gonna break up before he retires. At least, at least if he doesn't retire, then I don't think he'll be full time like he is now because yeah. so he's getting up there. What I see happening is is that it starts to become like a weak link type of thing, mm-hmm. you know where. Xavier is the cause of them always losing and stuff like that. Really? Because I see Xavier turning on Kofi. You think? Yeah. I because because like you said, Kofi's the vet. You know yeah. what I mean? Kofi The most beloved. He needs, his, he needs he, to shine. He's already he's already kinda said that he's not sure how much longer he's gonna be wrestling for. Right. Which means that, you know, once you start getting it, I might be retiring soon. You know what I'm saying? We still got Xavier who is still the young person, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, what next to Big E? Well, did he premiere before or after Big E? I think he premiered before, before Big E B- because you got to think like he was Consequence Creed. Yeah, like he was in TNA. But I mean, was, I'm talking about when he came into WWE. He was who, Consequence. Who came Creed. up first? Was it Big E or was it? Didn't Big E come up first because he was with the Miz, wasn't he? No, nah, right. he was with Dolphin uh, Dolph, AJ. That's right, yeah. Dolphin AJ. Yeah. But, um, still, Xavier was first. Oh, okay. okay. All right, yeah. I was I was trying because to remember that. Because you think he was like. You remember when they had uh, what was it? Was the Rosebuds before Biggie? I can't remember. Because remember, uh, which call was part of that too? He was. Xavier was part oh, of yeah, the Rosebuds, yeah, yeah. Rosebuds with Adam Rose. I don't know, but either way, I mean, they, it, to me, it'd be all, a great yeah. storyline for Xavier Woods to start his solo career. It would. That's yeah. how I see it going. Yeah, yeah, I can see them. Uh, I definitely see. He needs some solo Woods uh, yeah, do it. It's about because all he has is the U.S. Right? Does he have a U.S. title? I think he I does think have so. a U.S. title. I think so. He's a U.S. champion, and then he's an 11-time tag team champion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's about that time where he can get back into the uh, the swing of solo competition. That'd be a great, great little intercontinental match if Biggie was still champion and stuff. You know, yeah, you never know. It might shit. be a tournament. Let's go ahead and give a uh, rundown these matches real quick. We're gonna do some predictions for y'all. Let's go ahead and start out. Speaking of Biggie, him versus Apollo. I'm still going Biggie. Apollo. Going Apollo. <laughs> they just Apollo, they though? just turned him heel. Uh, I'm doing this for my country. Yeah. 
getting this Wakanda on. Yes, sir. So they went excessive with that. Did they? I'm talking about the I, moment I, I he was go, talking mid sway, his accent changed. I'm not even gonna I start on the duck because you know I'll, I'll come on, Jay, hit I'll us go, with a rant. No, I'm hit not us do with it. a rant. <laughs> hit us with a rant. Nope. Hit us nope. with a rant. You I'm, got I'm to. saving it. I'm saving Aww. it. So you rolling with Big E? I wanna roll with Big E because I like Big E right now. And I do I like that even though he's heel. Um, Big E's on a great run, so he is. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna roll with Apollo on this one though. Me too, because I think it's almost time for Big E to start moving up the chain to where he's eligible for the big titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, then we're gonna have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair teaming up against Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, for who will probably I- have Reggie in their corner for some <laughs> odd reason. For some odd reason, I feel it coming. To where they're gonna have the tag team titles. They are. So you think they're gonna win? Yes. I think they're gonna win a tag they're team titles the and tag they're gonna be titles. tag team champions. Going into WrestleMania. Going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm. Of course. I, I feel like they're doing it for the culture for this one. I'm gonna still I'm still say Nia and Shayna. Mm-hmm. Who do they gotta go against? They're not that good of an effective tag team. Brad, uh, Sasha and and um mm-hmm. Bianca. Bianca. Yeah, like, and then then they're not traveling to NXT anymore. So they scrapped that because NXT now has their own women's tag team championship. So they're only going between two shows, right? If if the plan is for Sasha to lose, which that's what I'm going for at WrestleMania, um, sorry, Sasha, still love you. But um, I just see something else happening. I see her maybe going to Raw. I just see uh, this match building more tension towards their WrestleMania match. I don't necessarily think that it needs them to have the titles for that. So you think it's gonna be a blame game? Yeah, but because they've already so because they've already done because that, and because they've already uh, had Reggie cost them the tag titles before. Now he's rolling with Nia and Shayna, and that's why I think that they're gonna win it because he already cost them the tag team championships. So now Reggie's gonna cost Nia. Reggie is a Reggie's unless, unless, but because Sasha's going to be the heel in this scenario, so what if her, what if she, get uh, they do uh, call, get cost the tag titles, but it's because Sasha actually turned heel, like officially turned heel on Bianca. So we'll see. That's what I'm. It, that's what I'm could, saying. It could possibly be because they do need her to be more heel mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Because Bianca's clearly the babyface. Yeah, she is. All right, then let's go with uh, <laughs> Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. I don't even want to comment on this because I don't know where it's gonna go. I, I is, do we is the Fiend coming the back? Coming I don't back. want he has to come back. He's coming back, back at WrestleMania. Well, he's I mean, back at, at Fastlane. Fastlane. Fastlane? I, no, I he don't has want to come that. back at Fastlane. Yeah, because they have to set up the storyline for WrestleMania. And I don't want him to come back on a Raw. Yeah, he's coming back. This so match why, can't, is, why can't we do it just old school? Like how the Undertaker used nah, to Nah, man. Dude, no, just, no, nah. no. Don't do that. Nah. Don't do that. <laughs> we just got done with the whole segment about this, okay? Like, not, yeah, no, no. That was move stealing. I'm do talking not about... Ruin, do not ruin the Undertaker Okay, like that, I guess okay? we've been having two months of, of The Fiend using Alexa Bliss to haunt Randy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it does make sense. I agree with you guys. I'm the just Fiend trying to be coming. hard-headed. The Fiend is coming back. <laughs> I agree with you guys that, yes, The Fiend is coming back at Fastlane. I just want I just want to see how they're going to have him come back. I he's going wanna, to RKO. I wanna, he's going to RKO Alexa Bliss, and then next thing you know, everything's going to go black, and then the Fiend's going to appear in the ring. Fire! 
I want the. I'm about to say I want the ring to get set on fire. Um, it could be fire. <laughs> it might be fire. All right. So, yeah, I don't even know who to pick in this. It, it's probably going <laughs> to transition into a funhouse. Yeah. Well, it's not. That's supposed. Yeah, they're supposed to be. They're probably going to have a funhouse match at WrestleMania. Like, cause that's going to be his signature match. Yeah. Cause you know we haven't seen Funhouse Bray since the Fiend went out. Also, it's, it's not going to be Funhouse Bray. It got to be the Fiend. Mm-hmm. What we might end up getting is a clip of uh, the house of Sister Abigail that Randy Orton burned down. Yeah, you know it goes all the way back there. Yeah, because remember they had that match in the house. Exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. Keep going. All right. So we got Drew and Sheamus. This is a last man standing match. Okay. So I do got something to say about this. Is Sheamus like just not that irrelevant to fight for the title? Because I, mean, I, I just hate the fact that it wasn't a match to determine who's gonna face. Bobby I don't know Lashley. if it's, yeah. I, okay. So I don't know if it's that Sheamus isn't irrelevant. Sheamus is what a three-time, yeah. four-time yeah. champion. I don't think that it's U.S. champ, tag uh, champ. Yeah, U.S. champ, tag champ. I think that the route that they're trying to go right now is I think that they are throwing Sheamus back into that title picture. But I think in order for them to really set it up, he's going to beat Drew. You know what I'm saying? But they got to kind of extend this rivalry to WrestleMania. Because in order for him to take Drew out, you know, he takes out the former champion at Fastlane and then he does it again at WrestleMania, there's nobody that's going to be in line for a title match besides Sheamus. Like, right. they have to give him a title match after that. So, it makes sense. Like, the, 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 the rivalry I, and the feud makes sense. It makes sense for Sheamus and Drew to fight for a title. And yeah. I think that's where it is, is why uh, my my next... Because do y'all don't see... Because I don't see... I see it, but honestly, 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 I Keeping see... the title after WrestleMania. Who? I don't see Lashley beating... Uh, uh, keeping it. Who is Lashley fighting the WrestleMania? Did Drew. They, Drew McIntyre. Drew. See, this is my thing, right? So I, my, I see my, a triple feelings threat match. Made, my feelings may change by the time WrestleMania actually gets here. <laughs> but as of right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay has legitimately pissed me off because he always <laughs> does this. I think we do it to each other, but pause. I see a, tri- uh, I see a, tri- I see a triple threat match. I, I think see, that I see all titles. See a triple threat match, though. I think that all titles are going to be a triple threat match as far as uh, for the men's. I think they're all going to be triple threat match. Think about it. Just wait. We'll see. All right, I was trying That'd to think first. about. We're gonna trying, keep going. Keep going on to. I was, to trying, the I was trying to think about who was gonna do it for the U.S. But no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm just talking about the main titles. Oh, the, the, main the big titles. boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. All right, and then we're gonna end it off with Roman versus Daniel Bryan. That's what I'm talking about. So on Friday there is a match between Edge and Jay Uso to see who's going to be the special enforcer. Regardless of the fact, we know Edge is going to win. He's going to beat Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Jay Uso is just going to be sidelined. So it's going to be a lot of contradiction in this match. There will not a be a lot of shenanigans. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm nope, I'm the- mic dropping this. There <laughs> will not be a winner at okay. Fastlane for this Universal Championship. I was about to say, I can, I can, see, I can that see that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Roman has to go to WrestleMania right. to face Edge. Right. And we just seen that Daniel Bryan hit Edge with a flying knee. We just set up for there to be a triple threat match. I don't want to see a triple at, threat match between again, them. I, I don't just want to see, see a triple threat. I do want to see a one-on-one. Versus Roman. That's what everybody wants That's to see. But it's see. going to be it because Daniel Bryan 
they have put Daniel Bryan keeps talking like he's about to quit again. He it, no, it's the end of his career, so his wife could come back. Yeah. Well, you know the Bellas are already planning exactly. a comeback for the women's tag team because so, he knows he keeps talking about how now, I've never I've never won a, a Royal Rumble. Uh, oh man, that time back in 2014 was so special when I won. I want to have that feeling again and, and then uh, this doing might all be this. My last moment. Yeah. Stuff. All he wants is a WrestleMania moment. Will he win the championship? If he's at WrestleMania, don't really but here, know. Here's something interesting. Though. No, no, never mind. Because Roman did. I saw something there. He was talking about how Roman never won at WrestleMania. And then I go back um, I go back in my mind. I was like, well, one, he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He beat yeah. Triple H. He beat Triple H. So I was like, okay, never mind. I was like, no, that's not true. Yeah. But they were talking about um, WrestleMania moments. They were talking about people who have never won a WrestleMania. You know, they've competed at WrestleMania and never won. And there was somebody that was supposed to be fighting. And... They, I don't think Roman has ever won a championship at WrestleMania. That might that might be He beat it. Triple H. Was that WrestleMania? Yeah. Because I thought that was when like he, at a when SummerSlam he, when he or something. Uh, Stephanie through that table. That was WrestleMania. That was for the title. That Remember, he got it because... Didn't he get it back after Triple H beat him at the Royal it Rumble? Was, it was WrestleMania because that's when he walked up the stage with his daughter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. WrestleMania. All right. Yeah. Yep. So he's won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. So we got. So y'all think it's going to be a non-finish? Mm-hmm. I mean, Fastlane has always been. And I hate saying this, but it's true. Fastlane has always been an irrelevant pay-per-view. It has. Been. You know, what I'm saying they've always just set up dummy matches and stuff like that, basically just to get you through. And they've already fought at Fastlane and Roman won. Yeah. This was in 2015. Yeah, because the because uh that whole Royal Rumble controversy with the Rock helping Roman win, mm-hmm. so then he fought Daniel Bryan and then the winner went to go fight the champ. So they've already had this match, but I'm gonna go with Roman. I, I can't think of any time. I really can't think of a time where the title has changed hands at the pay per view right before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it happening. Yeah, anytime soon. I don't either. I I feel like it's gonna be. But a threat match. every once in a while, like they I said, the, the WWE throws a curveball and gets it right. Yeah. So you never know. They might. They might. I don't see it happening. It just, the way the storylines go, it doesn't make sense. But like, could we initially see Roman dropping a title mm-hmm. now at Fastlane? No, because then you said, no, then you said, no. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Edge, Edge, which then you definitely know that it's going to be a triple threat match because since Roman's heel, he's going to find a way to sneak into the match. So, well, you've already said, I think you might have said it too, Jay, uh, that y'all think that Edge is going to beat Roman if it's a one on one because that's the title that Edge never had, the Universal. If it's a one on one, I do think that Edge is going to win. But I, no, okay. So this right now, <laughs> if it's a triple threat match, I definitely see Edge winning. I definitely see Edge beating Daniel, uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan and Roman stating that you never beat me, which leads on to the next pay-per-view, a one-on-one match, and Roman reclaims his championship. This one, this one honestly is kind of hard to predict right now. It is. Because at one point, yes, Edge is finally, you know, he's back. Came back from the injury. You know, he's beaten Randy. You know, he did win the Royal Rumble that one year. So, Edge has all the rights to win the championship, right? Yep. It makes sense. Storyline-wise and logically, it makes sense for Edge to win. Mm-hmm. But, 
Edge still has some time left in this contract. You know what I mean? He he he's already shows that he can extend his career out. Mm-hmm. I can see them letting uh, Roman beat Edge. I mean, think about what that'd do. Roman beat Edge. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns beat Edge. I mean, you you're putting Roman Reigns' name at the top of the list of. So then All you got to start thinking about who he's beat at WrestleMania. Thank you. He's beat Triple H at WrestleMania. He's yes. beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He beat, the, he beat Brock Lesnar he finally. He beat Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, you got you to start putting his name into that mix. And then what I could possibly see is I could possibly see, like, Roman versus Edge at SummerSlam. And then that's when Edge finally gets his win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they have a good way of drawing it out like that. Yeah, that's I true. mean, they did a whole year in advance for John Cena and The Rock. You know what I mean? And then a whole another year for John Cena and The Rock with for the for the, yeah, uh, see, for that's the championship. The, that makes a lot of sense because now they got to give start giving Roman some continues to give him legendary wins at yeah, WrestleMania. They have to in order for him to be still be considered like one of the best to ever do it. You got to have some. And, and right you now, some Roman Reigns moments. is at the. I mean, hit the way this is the best version of Roman that I've seen. I mean, it, it sucks that he had to go heel to do it, but I mean, like supposed to be debuting that new music. Yeah, this is the best version of Roman that I've seen. The since his debut with the right. Shield, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, and then tie that with the Usos. Like I said, all they need is just a female part of the group. Same with the Hurt Business. All they need is just a female in that group to kind of tie it all in. But you know, he got the Samoan faction that that he got with him, a family. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. Part of me doesn't see Roman losing at WrestleMania. Yeah. So the reason why I said, oh, just to go back for a minute and then we're going to end this. One of the reasons why I see Sasha Banks leaving, I mean, uh, losing the title, uh-huh. I feel like she'll be the one to join the Hurt Business. I could see that. That'd be dope. I mean, like, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be either, boss. it's going to either be Sasha or it's going to be Bianca. Bianca. It's, it's going to be one of the but two. You, you think about it, Sasha Banks, the boss, you know what I'm saying? And it's in the Hurt Business, like... That that just rings. I mean, Bianca would be a perfect fit because of her stature. She's that's what I'm saying. Bianca the fits best. the way that Bianca holds herself and the yeah. way that she acts. She fits the hurt business, mm-hmm. but Sasha also has that attitude too that exactly. she can fit well in with the hurt business and I too. I see her and MVP working, working yeah. something now, but I just don't that know would, how the hurt business perfect, is going to function now because, like I said, they, they lost, lost the tag team titles. They can win it again. Yeah. I mean, they could possibly be losing the the WWE the WWE championship. Remember, y'all was saying that y'all think Keith Lee joining? Yeah. I mean, either, I don't know anymore. Now. I don't know anymore. They haven't really touched on that that storyline part lately. So he could either join the Hurt Business or he could just be going on his own stint to get ready. Honestly, I kind of like the Hurt man. Business where they're at right now. I just think that they need a strong female yeah. to add into the mix, and then that female brings the women's championship. Bobby Lashley the, came out and said they're looking for a female. That's what I'm saying. And they, and whoever the female that they're going to get is going to be the women's champion. It is. They're not going to pull another female that's not a women's champion. So they had to wait for the draft to happen. Because I'm really trying to think about it. There's really not anybody that could really join that would seem like it would make sense besides Sasha or Bianca. Sasha, and Bianca, Sasha and Naomi. Yeah, Naomi's already on Raw. Yeah, it could be Naomi. She's a former you never women's champion. It could be Naomi. Could be. Hey, that'll sort Naomi back into the I, I, I told y'all last night, I don't understand this whole Lana and Naomi team. 
I don't it's get not, it. It go last. I don't get it. I don't like it. It's just. I think it's just to do something with Lana. It was just to, and and it was to bring Naomi back, and they had nothing to do. Yeah, they had nothing for her to do. So yeah, I said nothing to do with her. They had nothing for her. Right. So guys. We appreciate you listening. 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 <laughs> yeah, we lit. He been drinking too many of those highlights, bro. I, I'm on my Stone Cold shit. What? But, nah, for real. We appreciate you listening. And we hate to tell you, this is our season finale episode. Just like last year, though, we might have a special one coming for you. But, season three. Season three. And I repeat, season three. We know y'all been waiting. Will be on YouTube, baby. Finally get the visuals. We will be on YouTube. I'm a, I'm a, I'm agree. You know, I've been keeping quiet on that part right there, cause uh, (laughs) you know, I want to make sure that perfect before we go ahead go live with it. But but uh, we ain't saying when season three is gonna pop off. Exactly. We just saying season three (laughs) we gonna be on the tube. Nah, we gonna be there. We gonna gonna be be there. So you know, we appreciate you listening. And one once again, I'm gonna hit it with this. What it do, what it do, what it do. You are listening to your number one crew. This is Over the Roast Wrestling Podcast, and we are out. Peace. Later.